Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Here, we use a lot of F-words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, and this morning, the other F word that we're using is frosty. What a turnabout as far as Wisconsin and upper Midwest weather was over the weekend. You go from temperatures that are in the 80s, almost 90 in some areas, to all of a sudden there's snow on the ground in many areas. Today, we've got precipitation in the forecast, at least this morning. 38 is as warm as we'll get. Tomorrow, sunshine, 52. Wednesday, rain and 58. Thursday, rain and 62. That's as far as I want to go with the weather forecast, at least for right now. Stumuck, of course, our ag meteorologist will catch up with us. I know I had about an inch of rain in my rain gauge on the west side of Madison for weekend accumulations. Dan down in Caledonia, Illinois, said he had about two-tenths of an inch of rain. How about you? You're welcome to chime in on our talk text line, that number 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276. Despite the erratic weather, boy, the farm team was busy over the weekend. Our own Carrie Mess was at the Midwest Horse Fair. I got a chance to catch up with the Wisconsin Meat Processors and their annual convention and Stephanie Hoff's out in Washington, D.C. Stick around. Details from all of them coming up. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck, thanks to Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization for over 100 years. Join now at WFBF.com and Equity Livestock Cooperative, marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community since 1922. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Spring has finally sprung here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. I'm Jill Welke, and I had the opportunity to talk to Ashley All. She is a partner in Northern Family Farms of Maryland, Wisconsin. We talked to her about how the farm was started and what they started with. And labor challenges, shipping challenges, the size and the scope of the farm. And we took a dive into looking at the future of Northern Family Farms. My grandparents started the farm in the 50s. They actually lived in Illinois and were driving up every weekend. Um, And once they got to their first harvest season, they moved here full time. My parents came back and took over. They represented the second generation. And that's kind of where the the nursery end of the business really uh, took root. We started out uh, digging our Christmas trees, um, but sandy soils here in Wisconsin didn't lend well. So we had to uh, come up with a different method for doing that. So we started growing in what we call an, um, a soilless media. So it's pine bark, uh, peat moss, and, and then the other additives, uh, the fertilizer booster and things that, that we put in there. Um, we started growing in that media in uh, in the 90s, and then industry or then the nursery has really evolved since then, and now it is uh, the biggest part of our farm. So it's about 75 percent. Uh, it might be close to 80 percent of our revenue right now. Well, 75, 80 percent of the revenue. Let me wrap my mind around 
how many plants or how many how much space that is in our growing operations we're right around 300 acres um, that we're growing on for nursery and I we're right at the the million plant mark so um, that, and that's inclusive of everything we do perennials roses trees shrubs um, evergreens so then the whole mix so who gets to pick what kind of mix you grow well, it's a little bit of everybody. Um, I like everything. So um, my brother is kind of the editor. He says, Ashley, that sounds lovely, but let's be realistic. How many of those can we actually grow? Um, and then we have a lot of input from our growers as well. You know, they they provide a lot of feedback as to what does well for them, what doesn't. And then ultimately our customers, right? So they're... Um, whether or not they buy the stuff that Ashley thinks is really cool is a totally different story. And that, that at the end of the day is who makes the decisions at the farm is, is can we actually sell this to our retailers and, and can the retailers sell it to consumers? And that's, that's really where we, we uh, make our decisions. So I'm assuming with all kinds of agriculture, you have kind of evolved from the beginning. What are some like, the new things that you're growing that are exciting out there? We're really seeing a lot of new introductions on the perennial space and in the shrub space. And, you know, everyone is always asking for low maintenance, um, for a sort of smaller profile or more controlled profile. And that's where we're seeing a lot of the, the plant breeding going is in that, say, on the shrub end of things, like that two to three foot size that doesn't require a ton of pruning, doesn't require a ton of maintenance, um, you know, roses that uh, deadhead themselves and rebloom, um, looking for more and more items that are, are reblooming items. Um, and there's just a lot of really cool stuff out there right now. Well, and to have a variety, you have to have labor. Tell me how the labor is going for you guys. Actually, we've been really fortunate. My parents um, saw this, you know, coming down the pike that, that we're going to have trouble. I mean, we're in a small town in rural Wisconsin, and um, in order to have scalability, we've actually used um, H-2A labor and um, and as well as some local labor um, as a part of that. But the H-2A piece has been uh, unbelievably good for us. We have the same group of people that come back every year. Um, they're incredible workers. They are, um, they're leaders amongst themselves too. They're kind and good to each other. Um, and we couldn't do what we're doing at the farm without them. What about shipping? What have the challenges been with shipping? Shipping is always a challenge. It's um, it's expensive right now, especially with fuel costs being on the, the higher end of things. Um, we use all local um, dedicated drivers, so we're really fortunate to have long-term relationships with, with local drivers. Um, they do a lot for us, you know, they're... Um, they're dedicated, so they're they're running for us exclusively during the spring season, and they help on the other end unload our product as well. So it's not a, you know just back up to the dock and and uh, somebody else deals with it from that point. It, they're it's a it's a labor love on their end as well, and we are so thankful and very appreciative of the work that they do for us each spring. How far do you ship out? 
For nursery season, we uh, ship as far east as uh, West Virginia and as far west as uh, the mountain states. Um, we're kind of in, in a, like southern Illinois is about as far south as we go, but really the heart of our shipping is the, is the greater Midwest. So Dakotas, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska. And we brought up shipping challenges to get the product out. What about any of the paperwork or permits to get those plants out there? So all of our plants are inspected each season um, by the Wisconsin Department of Ag, and they issue us a, a license. And then we're in charge of knowing if there are any restrictions in any of the states that we're shipping to. So there are certain products, say, take North Dakota. There are certain products that have to have a special label on them in order to ship to North Dakota. Um, so we're, we're responsible ultimately for all of that and informing our customers, you know, if there are issues with some of the, the products that they've ordered um, going into certain states. So that is a challenge in and of itself. Um, we have that mostly automated now, but it changes and, it, you know, things happen. It slips through the cracks, but we do our best to make sure that we're worshiping appropriate product to appropriate states. A million plants out there planted in a year. Let's look a little to the future. What are you thinking? There will be more plants. <laughs> I don't have a good answer for that. Um, my crystal ball is kind of foggy at times, um, but uh, she's been good to me over the years. And we are, you know, we're going to continue to push and grow and um, offer new products and offer, um, you know, the, the best products that we can. We're, we're limited because we're growing in, in northern Wisconsin, you might as well say, I guess, west central Wisconsin, and it's cold here. So um, we have our challenges in the spring, and we're looking for ways to expand our season into, into the fall and make sure that people understand, consumers especially, understand that it's fall is a great time to plant. You know, and you're talking about planting um, big, big items in the fall, like trees or, you know, replacing an, a rock garden or something like that in your yard. Uh, the advantages of planting in the fall is that you don't have to water all through the heat of the season. Maybe you have to water three or four times, um, but you're not all we're looking for is for that plant to get established before winter time. Add a few roots, get those active and, and going, and then you get to forget about it. And the next year, you don't have all the maintenance that you would uh, with you know planting in the spring. So, trying to extend our season and say, hey, you know, hey world, you can you can plant all times of the year, um, not just spring. Um, I think that's going to help our industry as a whole. I know I'm considering doing some changing of the shrubbery that I have around my house, and it'd be great if I ended up with some Northern Family Farm shrubs from Maryland. And that was Ashley All. She's a partner from Northern Family Farms. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Lyuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Lyuna, you get the pay you deserve, plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Lyuna. 
because you're worth it. Learn more at LiunaWisconsin.org slash join. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Walk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. People you know. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. Carbon World Health offers MSculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. MSculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, moisture is covering it all this morning as we get started on a Monday. It's hard to believe, looking outside the studio this morning, that it's the 17th day of April, and maybe more importantly, that we were in the 80s over the weekend. Time for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist joining us live this morning, and I want to go to our Updates from our talk text line. Uh, Dan from Caledonia, Illinois, said uh, about a half an inch, a little bit better than a half an inch of rain in his rain gauge over the weekend. 1.1 inches from Kyle in Evansville, where now it started to snow. Linda from Reeseville, four-tenths of an inch of rain before the snow started last night. Tommy, way up in Stockbridge, said about a half an inch of cold, sloppy rain. And I'm looking outside the studio. There's snow that's on top of my Farm truck now. I'm playing the game, Stu. Who's got it worse than me this morning? Tell me a little bit about what you're noticing. Well, we'll start with the gentle ones. Uh, about 3,500ths of an inch at Fond du Lac and rain. And now close to an inch of sloppy snow on my deck. Not a big deal. And then I see Reedsburg. Overall saying an inch and 2,600ths of rain and seven and a half inches of snow. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Seven and a half inches in less than less than really what twenty four hours time. Yeah, twelve hours or so, you know, started later yesterday and and it really built up. Boy, that's a that's a rapid clip. Are you seeing anything else from farther north? Did Minneapolis, for example, get nailed again? I'm not getting all of those reports in at this time. You know, I'm I'm looking at that same chart you talked about. Folks could sign up and report to the National Weather Service when they get rain and snow. Right. But I think everybody does that between five and six a.m. So <laughs> we're a little like, ahead oh, of the man. curve. Yeah, we're a little ahead of the curve. Oh well, that's all right. So uh, now that we know that there is a surprise lurking out there this morning, tell me what we've got to look forward to. This isn't the pattern we've got to become accustomed to, is it? 
No, 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 not at all. Things are going to change in a big hurry. And even though there is the winter weather advisory, and that's in Dane County and north into Columbia, south into Greene County as well, and then Marquette and Green Lake and Washera County, that's the winter weather advisory till 10 a.m., then you look just west of that, Mauston and La Crosse, sorry to say, have the winter storm warning until 1 p.m. And in terms of additional snow, unfortunately, I've got to say, Mauston, you folks are kind of in the bullseye. La Crosse not going to get a whole lot more snow, maybe another inch or so, but there could be several more inches in the Mauston area. Low pressure is over east-central Wisconsin this morning, trying to move up toward the northeast part of the state, and the snow curling around on the west side of that low extends all the way from Canada, western Lake Superior, into northwest and north-central Wisconsin, right down through the western and then south-central part of the state. Much lighter to the east is going to be the word, but more of that wet precipitation be it really wet snow today, a little rain-snow mix further in the east, but that all tapers off and will end. And boy, temperatures warm up pretty quickly. Snow's going to melt off pretty fast Tuesday, but by Wednesday, another round of showers and maybe even a thunderstorm building on in. Later Wednesday afternoon or evening thunderstorms, and we could talk about some upwards of new half-inch amounts of rain or more by midweek. I'll have forecast details right after this. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Explore the West with me. I'm Pam Yonke inviting you to join us on our next agriculture adventure, August 14th through the 23rd, Glacier, Yellowstone, and Grand Tetons, the ultimate Northern Rockies tour with agricultural highlights that take us to a hops farm, a cattle ranch, and a dairy farm. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword Pam, to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show or call 888-557-1020 for a brochure. All righty, Stu, tell me how it's going to improve. Oh, absolutely. Again, the winter storm warning, Madison and North until uh, the winter weather advisory, excuse me, Madison North until 10 a.m. The winter storm warning, Mauston and La Crosse until 1 this afternoon. Cloudy, windy today and snow still accumulating in a few more inches in the Mauston area. Probably an inch or less anywhere else. Upper 30s, maybe a 40 here or there. Northwest winds gusting near 35. A lot of blowing new snow, things like that. Be on the alert. Cloudy skies early, snow ending in the the east really early this evening. And skies begin to clear. We drop into the upper 20s. Still with the northwest winds gusting around 30 or more. Mostly sunny Tuesday. How about that? 50 and maybe some low 50s in the areas without the snow. The northwest winds 5 to 15. But Wednesday, partly sunny. Showers, could be some thunderstorm development toward midday or afternoon in the west, later afternoon further east. Upper 50s, maybe a 60 in the east with southeast winds and gusting to 30, Pam. So that snow not going to be around for too long except for uh, Mauston, Reedsburg. That's going to take a little more than an hour or so to melt that off. Boy, we're going to have a lot of water, though. That's uh, something else we'll probably be talking about later this week, water levels in our Uh, lakes and rivers. 
Yeah, the, the warning at the Mississippi radius, watch for flooding levels to increase in the next day or two. Yeah, brilliant. I would, I would guess that. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Sounds good. We'll catch up to you tomorrow and, and take a look back at some of the numbers. All right. We'll see you later. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compere.com. I visited the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors on Saturday. You're going to hear about it. Stand by. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Can you predict the future? I can't. That's why when I'm planting soybeans, I treat with Heads Up Seed Treatment. With more than 15 years of research, Heads Up offers proven protection against both white mold and sudden death syndrome. So no matter what the year throws at you, you've already taken that first step to be prepared. Don't let your beans suffer from disease when they're just starting to look their best. Tell your seed dealer you need Heads Up Seed Treatment. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. If you have joint pain and they're telling you surgery is your best option, please stop what you're doing and call QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Ebo. The folks at QC Kinetics use the latest, most advanced regenerative treatments to bring lasting pain relief the natural way. Regenerative medicine harnesses your own body's healing agents to restore and repair damaged tissue in your knees, hips, shoulder, and back. The precision treatments are done in the office with no drugs and no downtime. QC Kinetics has hundreds of clinics all over America and thousands and thousands of satisfied patients. If your joints are aching from arthritis or injury, look beyond steroids and surgery and discover the amazing possibilities with regenerative medicine. Especially this time of year, you need to be living life to the fullest and doing the stuff you love to do. If you can get relief and avoid going under the knife, doesn't it make sense to check it out? Call QC Kinetics now. It's a free consultation. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Is fatigue and lack of libido keeping you on the injured reserve list? It could be symptoms of low testosterone. After the age of 30, men begin to notice this reduction in quality of life due to natural hormonal decline. But there is something you can do about it. Carbon World Health offers custom-designed hormone replacement treatment. They'll determine if you need testosterone replacement or growth hormone therapy. Don't let low T keep you on the bench. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. 
W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I just can't. I didn't think I'd survive. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today. If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. He was probably a guy that they're going to wait until after May if they decide to bring him up because they don't want to start his service time early. But he's arguably better than those two. And then you have Jackson Cheerio, who's the number one prospect in baseball, obviously the number one prospect in the Brewers organization. The kid just turned 19 like less than a month ago, and he's absolutely raking in double A. And that's a kid that's probably going to be ready for the big leagues in a year or two, like two years max. So we have just a ton of outfielders right now that are going to be under contract for the next six plus years. Yeah, and good. And their names are Christian Yelich, who's making twenty six plus million. Oof. It's Joey Weimer, Garrett Mitchell, Sal Freelich, and then even Jackson Cheerio that are going to be making pennies on the dollar. That's that's too many outfielders. So we've had yeah. callers too saying, many. Hey, what are we going to do with this log jam in the outfield? Now, in the past with the Brewers under David Stearns, the log jams always kind of worked out, right? There'd sure. be injuries or they would trade a guy that was a decent prospect to to get it like a good relief pitcher down the stretch. Yeah. It all worked out. Well, check this but out. this one. It's like it, it's it doesn't look like it's going to work well, out. All these guys are playing too well. And then Yelich is the anchor. How about this, Rowdy? Here's the Rowdy's idea. I'm going to set it up. There are a couple of uh, groups getting together for Major League Baseball expansion. So, uh, the newest one, Salt Lake City, led by the former Utah Jazz owner, wants to pursue a Major League Baseball franchise in the coming years. Also, they're going to join Nashville's Music City Baseball and the Portland Diamond Project in lobbying to join the current 30 Major League Baseball organizations. And Las Vegas is also considered a prime destination for a franchise. It has emerged as a strong candidate if the Oakland A's relocate. But there are a couple groups wanting to uh, lobby Major League Baseball for expansion. More teams in Major League Baseball. This is where Rowdy's plan comes in. And it's interesting because all the people out there that say we should just cut them, that's not realistic. It's not going to happen. The Brewers as a small market aren't going to eat $26 million the next six years. 
it's so hard to find a trade. You'd almost have to find a team like with a Cody Bellinger, like when he was with the Dodgers, where you'd have to swap. You'd probably still have to eat a bunch of money, and then you're carrying another guy that's probably not worth the money he's getting paid. So there's really not a great trade situation out there. But, yeah, the, the expansion stuff came up, and there's there's a ton of cities that are throwing their hat in the ring. I know you mentioned uh, Las Vegas. You mentioned how Salt Lake's now throwing. Nashville, Portland, Nashville. Portland. Even, yeah. even uh, Montreal. Work? They'd probably just, like, destroy that Portland Montreal stadium. is throwing their hat back in the ring as they were the former Expos. Yeah. So there's a ton of cities, and normally when they do this, they don't just bring in one city. Normally they bring in at least two to keep the, the yep. leagues even. Yep. So I looked into expansion and I go, oh, what are the what are some of the rules? Because I remember as a kid when the Houston Texans came in and they were an expansion team and all of a sudden, you know, all of the the players, you know, were potentially taken off other teams. I know the Golden Knights as a hockey team in Vegas, they came in and they did a draft. So I wanted to make sure I, I had the rules down for the MLB draft. Here's how I think the Brewers could, if they had the balls to do it, could potentially get rid of Christian Yelich without having to cut him and without having to trade him, especially it. in the next year or two with it. all these young cats that are coming up that are good and are skilled. It's the expansion. You have to. So there's a 40 man roster. We know that in baseball where you keep uh, 40 guys on your roster in the expansion rules. You have to unprotect six guys. So you get to keep 34 out of your 40 on your 40 man, but six of them are unprotected. Of those six, three have to be pitchers and three have to be hitters. Of those six guys, one of the pitchers has to be a guy that has at least six years of major league service, and one of the hitters has to be at least a guy with six years of major league service. In theory, the Brewers could unprotect Christian Yelich, <laughs> allow him to get into the expansion pool, and then the expansion teams get to have a draft on the players that they would like. And if they select Christian Yelich, he would then be on their team. And we know in baseball, once you select a player or trade a player, their salary is instantly becomes on your payroll. <laughs> now, Christian Yelich is a guy that you could be, he could fill that six plus years of Imagine, major league service. Rowdy, he could be the hitter and you're not losing anything for him. Now you're not getting anything for him, but you're at least shedding the money and, and saying, Hey, we got four other super young guys that are super talented, Imagine. making pennies on the dollar, and we need to find room for them. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, am I ever grateful that my farm team leans into it when we've got a lot of things to get done. Of course, uh, we had the Midwest Horse Fair over the weekend. Carrie Mess was uh, out at the event. See some pictures, as a matter of fact, at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. We'll hear more about the Midwest Horse Fair a little later this week. Stephanie Hoff's out in Washington, D.C. with fellow farm broadcasters as they follow up on work being done for the Farm Bill. And me? I had a chance to catch up with our friends at the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors. They had a fantastic convention that wrapped up yesterday on the west side of Madison. Comments with Jake Seiler, president of the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors, coming up in just a little bit. I'm P.M. Yankee. Really glad you're along with us. It is the 17th day of April. What can I tell you? On this day back in 1975, Phnom Penh fell to the Khmer Rouge, the regime under Brother number one, Poi Pot, tortured and killed several million people. 
among the communist perceived enemies were intellectuals, anybody with a connection to the former government and several ethnic minorities. Phnom Penh fell on this day back in 1975. On this day in 1961, a CIA-sponsored paramilitary group tried to invade Cuba. You and I know it better as the Bay of Pigs. That happened on this day back in 1961. Happy birthday goes out this morning to Victoria Beckham. She is celebrating. And the other birthday girl today, Jennifer Garner, 51 years young. And now you know. Well, as I mentioned, the team has been busy trying to keep you up to speed on everything happening in Wisconsin food and fiber production. And that included the grand opening of the remodeled, revitalized Babcock Dairy Hall last week. Stephanie Hoff brings us details from behind the scenes. The dust has settled at Babcock Hall at UW-Madison. After a three-year renovation, the campus can now say it has a world-class dairy research facility between the Babcock Hall Dairy Plant and the Center for Dairy Research. CDR Director John Lucy tells Midwest Farm Report there's excitement coming from students, faculty, and the industry to get started in the improved space. And it is much bigger. The roughly $73 million project added about 50,000 square feet on three levels to the west side of Babcock Hall. John Lucy tells me more about the renovation. We're standing right here in an auditorium that has an 80-seater auditorium that's state-of-the-art and that's used for industry training programs. So in the, in the past we had a much smaller uh, lecture room that was converted from an old-style classroom and now we have the state-of-the-art auditorium for training courses. Next door to the auditorium is a culinary area for researchers to taste and grade products and host consumer panels. CDR can also use the kitchen to test their dairy products in a real-world setting. From a training point of view, in terms of doing short courses and workshops for our industry or for our students, wow, what an amazing facility. On the first floor, as we walked around, you saw a huge amount of space now devoted to all kinds of styles and types of cheeses. We actually have more than five different types of cheese vats. We saw several of them on our tour, including a copper vat that can be used to make Swiss and Alpine-style cheeses. We had vats now that have completely recipes that are controlled by computers and load cells for weighing. And then also we visited those specialty cheese caves, which are really are a jewel in the crown of our facility. We have 10 of these caves that have controlled temperature, humidity, and airflow, so we can make any style or type of cheese we want to do. White mole, blue mole, smear, you name it, we can make it. On the second floor, the Center for Dairy Research focuses on cultured products. They have four 40-gallon yogurt fermenters to make all kinds of styles of yogurt, two spray dryers to make milk powders and whey powders, and a shelf-stable milk beverage line. With that situation upstairs, we can make Greek yogurt, we can make cream cheese, soft cheese, yogurts, concentrated milks, powders, everything that's not cheese, we call it. Everything that's not cheese, we make on the second floor. And for folks who may not be familiar with the Center for Dairy Research, I'm going to sum it up as a facility dedicated to the dairy industry funded by dairy farmers. I mean, maybe you can expand on that if I, I missed anything. Yes, so I would say here here we are, we get about maybe two-thirds of our funding directly from dairy farmers through the checkoff program to Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. And then the rest of our funding primarily comes from working with the dairy industry, the companies, the manufacturers, the suppliers. We also do a lot of research, and we talked about that in our tour as well, where we support about 10 to 15 graduate students here on the campus as well that are making, we were just talking about snack cheeses, <laughs> are making yogurts, are making shelf-stable beverages. So that's important to be able to do both training, 
help industry and also look for the future with some applied research in dairy products and processes. The Center for Dairy Research works with more than 150 different dairy companies every year. Not all of them are from the state of Wisconsin, but a majority are. John Lucy says the industry is very excited to see what this new facility can do. They're all super excited. In fact, we've done maybe in the past year, even before we were finished, we had more than 20 different companies do individual tours here with their staff to figure out what we were going to have and what capability and how would we would work together. Last year for the CheeseCon that was here in town, we had four busloads of people come over from the conference to just walk and tour. CDR Director John Lucy says this facility will also be an asset in recruiting students and faculty to campus. We always did a lot of undergrads that would work and do projects here, just like you did in the dairy store. But we, we want to have more undergrads and graduate students working here, and I, we think this is a real seller for it. I'm recruiting students at the moment, this past spring, for starting grad school in the fall and the first thing I do is I walk around this facility and say look at all the cool things you can do here and all the products we can make as part of your research and you can learn stuff that really looks like a modern dairy or food processing plant. Very, attract uh, very attractive for students to see that they have a modern facility. And, and let's not forget faculty. We have to recruit faculty too. So this is a big selling point for looking around here to see the facilities we have on Babcock Hall now. For anybody interested in dairy in some shape or form, very attractive to come in and say, wow, this is world class. I could work with these guys. I've chaired a couple of searches in the last year, and that has been a factor. That Center for Dairy Research Director John Lewis he says the equipment has arrived for the shelf-stable manufacturing. They just have to install it and commission it, and he expects to be operating that machinery by the end of the year. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Where are you getting your fertilizer this year? Just about anywhere you look, it's going to cost more, and you may even find it's harder to get when you need it. It sure would be nice to have a better source of crop nutrients. Believe it or not, you do. It's your soil. Source from Sound Agriculture unlocks more of the nutrients already in your fields, so you can add less fertilizer while getting the yield you're counting on. It's such a solid backup plan, you'll probably find yourself wondering why Source wasn't the plan all along. Visit sound.ag to learn more. I mentioned that the whole team was busy over the weekend. Carrie Mess was at the Midwest Horse Fair and the PRCA Rodeo. See pictures. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. You can also find out more about a brand new Food and Farm Exploration Center in Plover, Wisconsin, that is going to be opening to the public this summer. That's all at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, MidwestFarmReport.com. Markets this morning, December corn's up a half at 560. November beans right now up two at 1303. July wheat's down a penny and a half at 691. Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped three and a half cents, down to 151 and a quarter. 40-pound block cheese was down a penny and three quarters, 177 and a half. Double-A butter on Friday closed the week down a penny and three quarters, 232 and three quarters. The May milk is unchanged right now at 1769 a hundredweight. The June milk is currently up seven at 1806 a hundredweight. Coming up, more details from the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors State Convention that wrapped up yesterday in Middleton. You can see some of the pictures of their meat judging conference that was going on. Uh, butchers from across the state brought some of their best products to be evaluated by a panel of judges, like I said. Pictures up at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. Hey, don't forget with this crazy weather, we're always looking for your input, rainfall, or I guess snowfall. Talk or text line available to you, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. 
This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org slash join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can Legacy do it? You bet. Better prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes it easy. Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com. Legacy Exteriors. Pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh, I'm not going to lie. It smelled like smoked meat when I walked into the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors State Convention on Saturday. It was being held at the Marriott West in Middleton. And I'll tell you what, what a great bunch of folks gathered together. This year focused in a lot on automation and how our Wisconsin meat processors, your local butchers, may turn to automation in light of a labor shortage that plagues the industry. They also had a fantastic meats competition where butchers from across the state brought some of their very best work together to be sampled by other judges and receive accolades. It's just a really good bunch of folks. That's where I bumped into Jake Seiler. He's the president of the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors. He's actually the owner and operator of Seiler's Meats in western Wisconsin, the small community of Elmwood. I asked him to give me a little bit of an update on some of the business items that the meat processors were focused in on and how wonderful it is just to get together. WAMP is growing into something that we want to be known. We want to be known how important the meat industry is in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, this is the first year that we have hired a lobbyist to have a voice at, at the governmental level mm-hmm. at Madison on a daily basis. Somebody watching our back and being there for all these grants, um, working with uh, representatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, just been, it's just been amazing. And, um, yeah. and our, our, um, our membership is growing. I want to say uh, right now we have about 125 members. And we have 88 of those members registered here at, at the Wisconsin Association Meat yep. Processors Convention. It's been awesome. We have uh, 
80 supplier members and we just took you down there and showed you around in the exhibit yeah. hall there. Yeah. There are 70, what did I tell you, 76, 79 yeah. su suppliers and 115 booth boosts. spaces. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Well, and that trade show, from what you said, it's the place to be outside of the American uh, meat processors. That is correct. This is the largest trade show anywhere in the country next to American Association Meat Processors and then probably... Uh, the next biggest one would be like probably IPPE down in Atlanta, and I try to get to that in January too. That's pretty amazing. Now, we mentioned how powerful the Wisconsin meat processing industry is. It mirrors our dairy industry when we think about cheesemakers, a lot of that same heritage of uh, production, but it also faced some major challenges during the pandemic. Tell me a little bit, Jake, about uh, the stories you guys were sharing when we were all living through it and the response that uh, you received from your customers, the general public, the state. Yep, and, and let's start with how the meat industry compares to the dairy, right? If, if we're such a big dairy state, that means we have a lot of dairy cows, and those dairy cows can only make and produce milk for so long. Then it's a protein. Now it comes to the, to the meatpacking side of the world in the state of Wisconsin. So that's why we are just as important as, as the cheesemakers or anybody in that in that vicinity so then when the whole pandemic came that's when everybody realized that when the big packers people got sick covid shut down for whatever reasons then they all leaned back on the small processors yeah. whether it was in the state of wisconsin state of indiana state of texas or in new york it didn't matter they all went to them small shops and everybody then realized how important we really were because we were still there we were out there beating the brush yeah. seven days a week to make food for our, for, our, for our people, so. Now we talk about response, reaction. How did you see that play out in front of you, whether it was federal, state, local? Well, it was difficult because um, all of us are smaller plants and we only had so many employees. And so it was, it was really a challenge, but it was amazing how us small processors all stood together and took on the workload and got it done. That's that's the bottom line. We right. all did it. Right. Now, we fast forward, and one of the themes that we're hearing uh, quite a bit of here is automation. Is that kind of a linchpin to the next generation of Wisconsin meat processors? Jake, how do you view that? Well, obviously, we're all in the same boat right now, whether we're in the meat industry or whether yeah. in the nursing or no matter what industry we're in, there's a shortage of help, right? So that's, that's our big focus this year is here at the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors is going to automation, um, how buying equipment will help save time, save labor. And so that was literally what the whole convention was about. And the beauty part of all of this now is last year when Governor Evers put that $10 million into the ARPA, from the ARPA dollars and gave us those grants up to $150,000, you know, there were 99 plants that had, that had applied for that in the state of Wisconsin, and 91 received those grants of 150000 or less with a 100% match. And just think of how that increased yeah. automation, freezer space, cooler space, a piece of equipment to help those small processors do more in the state of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Now, we're into the next biennium. A lot of agriculture associations, groups, are trying to make sure that their message is not lost minus ARPA dollars. You mentioned that you hired uh, your lobbyist. What are some of the key points that you're trying to stress with elected officials as they craft their version of the budget? 
Right. So this was the first year that we've ever had a lobbyist. We uh, hired Michelle Cuzo from MK Lobby. She's an amazing girl. Um, and, and what we're trying to do as an association for our members in the state of Wisconsin is to have a voice at Madison. So that way, if there's something coming down the pipe that we don't want, then we can make sure we fight it. If there's things that we do want, such as more grants coming down the pipe, we want to explain and show to these representatives that it is a still a need. So just think, like $10 million gone just like that. Right. So if we can stay on their radar and we can get a little money out of the budget to, to support these small processors around the state of Wisconsin, that would be awesome. And we would like to be able to do that from year to year. So. And as you said, your story, Jake's story, the association story, that's what really seems to resonate with those elected officials. Absolutely. Uh, just last Monday uh, after Easter, we had actually met up at RJ Meets in Hudson, and we met with Representative uh, Shannon uh, Zimmer and uh, told them we had five or six other processors from the area, and then I showed up, obviously, because I was president and close, and you know, told them those stories, and he resonated with that, and especially this talent development that, that is part of the budget right. that is also, besides the equipment, um, or the infrastructure grants. Um, talent development is so important, and, and Shannon was 100% behind that because he's a graduate of UW River Falls ah. also. Mm -hmm. And now we actually have, um, I think it's six or seven more scheduled visits within the state of Wisconsin with representatives in their area at the closest um, locker plant sure. to them, and we'll bring five, six more to tell those stories, and then they can take that back to the Joint Finance Committee, and hopefully everything will get pushed through right. and be good for our good good for our industry. You bet. That's Jake Seiler, president of the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors, owner and operator of Seiler's Meats out of western Wisconsin, the small community of Elmwood. And kind of to that end, last week, the Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection announced that 70 applications were submitted for the 2023 Meat Processor Infrastructure Grant. Those grants are all about improving the long-term viability of our Wisconsin meat and livestock industries. Now, they had 70 applications, totaling more than $2.8 million in requested funds. Guess what? The state only had $200,000 available. So, obviously, another one of those oversubscribed programs that, obviously, our Wisconsin meat processors find valuable. Just need a little bit more money. All right. Money is what we'll be talking about tomorrow morning with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. And don't forget, more news whenever you want it. Take us along. Download the Midwest Farm Report app at thefarmwi.com. More also at midwestfarmreport.com. Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap.